episode of Church and Other Drugs. What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Big up? 50? Here's the deal, the brother. Big, We're going to give you 50 episodes of good fun. In return, we want nothing. <laughs> This this year is SummerSlam, brother. SummerSlam, all you other podcasts, come over here. We're looking at you, Reform Pubcast. I don't think they're even around anymore. I think they took a break. I think they are. Oh, yeah. They're a little much for me, if I can be honest. 50th yeah. episode, guys. 50th What's episode? up? 5-0, that's Woo! a lot. We made it. And it's also Debesh's birthday. My birthday, what? He made it. I made it. I made How old it. are you? Oh, I was just going to ask that. 33. What were, 33. Uh, what were Velociraptors like as pets? Um, <laughs> portrayed accurately on the Flintstones. Oh, good to know. I, I've mm-hmm. heard it was very, that's a very um, researched uh, and, uh, show. <laughs> You know they have a, they have an on onset um, consultant. F- thank you, mm-hmm. jeez, thank you. You You're rescued welcome. me. I was drowning, bro. Team assigned. <laughs> so, um, I got some conspiracy news. Ooh, oh shit! This is from Newsweek. Is that is that good enough for you? It is. Jay? Is that good? Flat Flat Mars. Who? What? Say <laughs> Zach Morris. That's a Flat Mars. Oh yeah, that that was hilarious. You saw that? Yeah, Elon yeah, Elon Musk trolling him or whatever. Yeah. Um No, uh there have been loud booming noises heard all over uh the country. Unexplained. Aliens. Huh. Well, that's just inter- I love stuff like that. That's very interesting. Like uh It is very interesting. Yeah. What what could it be? My guess would be Sound barrier breaking from airplanes, but no. Hmm. Uh, residents in a number of states, Alabama, California, Idaho, Michigan, and New Jersey, have reported hearing similar mysterious sounds. Most recently, the noises also were heard in Colorado. Um, the only possible explanation the Denver's meteorologist concluded was it was meteors from the uh, Leonid meteor shower, which were bursting mm. in the sky. However, uh, Ron Hronick, an astronomy Swanson. expert, okay, struck well, down his theory, saying that the meteors produced by the Leonids are way too small for this to happen. So, as of now, they huh. don't they don't know what it was. I'm telling you, dog, it's aliens for sure. It could be that or did. some some could sonic be. sonic type of manipulation. It, Who knows? It, it's it's a uh, it's uh, uh, Captain Guile from Street Fighter. <laughs> Boom! Well, the CIA is prepping Guile again. Yeah. Oh, take did... over Kim Jong. Have y'all also seen the uh, uh, viral video going around of the two gas station lady clerks nodding off, nodding out while they're no. working? No. Uh-uh. That's a point. Oh, they're it's... nodding out. They're nodding out at the same time. They're... yes, dude. They're. I guess uh... I will post a link. Um, they're two. Uh, at a gas station or grocery store or something like that, and the person that they're checking out is filming them, and like they just like they'll pick up a thing of chips and go to scan it, and then just be like, uh, 
uh, and then pop back up. You know, like how you don't miss a beat. Like they'll be out. And then the lady's like, hey, did you get that? And she'll pop back and be like, yep, I got it. Here you go. Uh, uh, here you go. I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to rob this whole store now. Basically. It's slamming that good shit. Y'all, I'm sick too. That's why I've been extra. Um, subscribe to our Patreon and you can hear the bonus episode where uh, I'd say I was a little a little snarky at the beginning. A little rude, maybe. Are no? you? Maybe it's in my head, dude. I think I that's think just so. like I'm... your regular, like you're always just kind of a dick. Well, so... that's, see, that hurts me. Sometimes you say things you can't take back. Okay. So, Debesh, how are you doing? <laughs> Great. It's my birthday. I went to statistics class. No, hey, uh, what's the, uh, the logistic regression? Ugh, gross, dude. <laughs> gross. That sounds really, really bad. Awful. Don't, really don't bad. you bring that shit up in here. <laughs> don't bring really that awesome in here. You can't take back. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, speaking of things you can't take back, gross, man. Yeah, I, I take it back, Jay. What's going on, dude? Gross. I feel dirty. Logistic regression? I'm in college. <laughs> I do this. I did have a question because it's kind of gotten it got cold for like I don't know about you and Charleston Jay, but it it got cold for like I don't know like two days. That was kind of cool. But do do your um do your injection sites ache in the cold weather, like where you shot up? Debesh. Oh yeah, Jay wasn't. You know um no i feel like i feel them more though like, like they throb like almost i don't know them like there's more like sensation there mm-hmm. i also i also really love to get high i mean i like to get high all the time but especially in the winter you know um yeah that's true because you can be all warm cold outside and warming up yeah um i don't know I don't know. It's uh, it's been a weird. I think it's been an incremental relationship with that. That was years of sobriety. As I get more, I think about it that less. Summer mm-hmm. is my thing. Winter always. I think it's because I always was in rehab in winter. Too- Summer. Uh-huh. So so winter, I always have good memories. Like I love this time of year. It always makes me happy. Yeah. yeah. I always really fuck shit up around the holidays. So I, it's taken, I just am now like this last year started, it's gotten better and better, but last year started to, after Thanksgiving, I was starting to get a little stoked. And then this year I'm fully stoked on Christmas, but this is the first year and it's my ninth sober Christmas. Jeez. Yeah. I'll be in town. Hey. Hey, uh. No, Debesh, you'll appreciate this. I, I kind of, I, I had had enough, and I kind of just flipped out. So you know how the AA people around where I'm, where we're from, they're big on just bashing rehabs and like, oh, just bring out your triggers list and hoo, 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 and all that yeah, bullshit, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they just rag on it constantly, constantly. <laughs> And we were in book study, and you know who I'm talking about, who was leading yeah, it, and yeah. was huh. saying, so what do y'all think about, about like, triggers and uh, change people, places, and things? And so everyone just went uh-huh. around just on the bandwagon of shitting on it, and I was just like, here we are, y'all, I just, I just can't, I read, you know, here we go, jet alcoholic. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I was like, there are fucking, like, it is not wise to uh-huh. go to the dope house if you're uh-huh. 10 days sober. 
facts. Right, like, right, right. You know? And I was like, and there are things that will make your brain light up like a fucking Christmas tree. Like, that is That's called right. a trigger. I was like, it is not all bullshit. Like, I mean, I right, get right. what you're saying, and but look, like, dude, I, it's not I, all I bullshit. Was, I was there too. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, t- I took a part in that. And I think as I grow in sobriety and just the word triggers, just we're so conditioned to not like that. And like, yeah. and you know, where we're from, but like, um, it's just, it's a reaction. Yes. Know? It's uh, we that's all what have reactions. Yeah. It's, it's, un, <laughs> it's uncontrollable. Yeah, dude. Like we I take things yeah. to extremes. Yeah, right? exactly. And we only think about things like it completely cut down the middle. There's either this way or that way. Exactly. And there, right. we don't, take things into context right and so i had the same visceral reaction when i was first getting sober to meeting makers make it and i was like well no bullshit you got to work the steps you got to do all this other shit like meetings don't be shit i'm still there here's the other thing is like you don't hear about the program unless you get a fucking meetings right right right. it's not it's not one or the other right yeah it's an it's a lower level of thinking, you know, is what I'm just coming yes, to. You it, know, yeah, that's exactly right. Contextual understanding and truth and then appreciating somebody else's experience and wondering, you know, if, if this is the context and when this occurs, then this may happen. And you know what I mean? It's just is a, it we, bad? We can't, we can't like that in early sobriety, though. Yeah. And I think yeah. black and white thinking might even benefit us in early sobriety. Well, okay, me, this I sounds... And I was just telling a sponsee tonight, like how like big book thumping, fire and brimstone yeah. message. That's true. It does help at first. <laughs> meeting makers make it to a meeting. That's about it. <laughs> like, or meeting makers make what? coffee. I was so on fire for right. the, like I took it all really super seriously, and it worked for me. Then, that then I had this ego, and I had to protect it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No shit, huh? Yeah. Certainly. I was I was gonna be somebody in AA. Right, right. And uh, I have to go to a to do some stuff, but people are going to think I'm a phony, you know? Right. Yeah. That, that, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like, that's like being the, the coolest singer in the Partridge family. Like, yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. I'm going to make that's a name cool. for myself in AA. Right. Anyone that that's fucking uh, cool so does anyone, like, I realize that, uh, speaking of Christmas, that, like, and speaking of, we were talking about meditation in the bonus episode. That uh, if you sign up for Patreon, you can hear all of them. But I get really fucking anxious around Christmas because all of a sudden I'm like, oh, dude, now because it comes so quick, like it's gonna be Christmas like tomorrow, and I've got all these mm-hmm. like I gotta like plan out gifts, and it's yeah. like fucking consumerism. Like, damn you for doing this to me. Like, we always go to Black I... Friday just to, just because it's funny. We go, it's been our third tradition. We go to Best Buy at like eleven thirty and just like laugh. Funny. And I just I <laughs> my thing is I walk around and go pandemonium, pandemonium. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably like six people there. I mean, like in Black Friday, everybody thinks it's no, so it's crazy. Stacked. No, it is it's crazy. Stacked. Yes, dude, it's, it's fucking wild. crazy stacked. Bro. And Emily yeah. and I went to Sears one year and like people seriously about to get in a fist fight over a washer and dryer. That's like, ridiculous. No lie. Yeah, at a Black Friday. It seems like it's been kind of just like I, I you know, worked at the Gap day. on a Black Friday, bro. Mm, that, that sounds was, horrible. It Talk was about my last day. <laughs> bringing that shit in here. Oh, working on the Gap well, Black Friday. I was at, I was the denim specialist. Thank you. For, I could size you up just looking at you, dog. <laughs> I'll let you size me up. Will you? What have white people done? 
What? I can only, only imagine like Black Friday at the Gap. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, it, that's mine. No, the funniest. Um, excuse me. <laughs> no, this is funny story no, about working at the Gap. Fuck. <laughs> so, can I tell or funny my funny Gap working story? So you know how they're connected to Banana Republics, some yeah. places. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, like uh, like physical location. So it was when I was, uh, I'd moved in with my good buddy from rehab who was, was a gay man, but just, he was like a super man, manly man. Mm-hmm. And he was like a real, like sarcastic, like he loved practical jokes. And his big one on me was that he went next door to banana Republic and told Tad, uh, that I had the biggest crush on him and that <laughs> like I was in the closet, but I needed help like getting out of the closet. So, oh um- my. God. Tad would just float over every day and be like, "Hey, Chad, how's it going?" And I'd be like, "It's fine, Tad." And you, had no, you, you, you weren't aware of that. Oh, he, no, he fucking told me like what he was doing, and like because he it was like, like what you know, fuck, man, like because he basically told him that like I would say like that I'm not, and you know what I'm saying. He set me up, bro. I get to stay with Yeah, just just stick, Tad. <laughs> And he would literally like like float over to me every morning. Hey, how's it going? I've been like, yo, Ted, buy me some lunch. Yeah, yo, Ted, hold hold my pocket. Hold my pocket. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, we got a uh, good fiftieth episode interview about uh, pornography. Bum, 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 bum. like two different people i do i definitely do look like two different people i mean you look really scary though because it's like i only see like half your face yeah he's like like mr wilson if you're just joining us we're discussing jay's beard it's new (laughs) um it's it's old and new all at the same time yes are you so you're already recording okay well i just i I just started because i was hoping to get some some juicy uh pre-roll but, does my audio does my audio sound off, Chad? Uh, it's just, it's just echoing, off. like like the you can it's hear the, the room echo. Are you in a different room or something? It just sounds. Different. No, I'm in the same room. It just sounds you, like it might be your laptop. Mic. Are you standing or sitting? It is not on the laptop mic. Okay. I am sitting. Okay. Yeah. I don't oh, yeah, know, dude. Bad. I don't know what the hell. Anyway, I don't know what to. Uh... My wife's good. She just got a kitten. Okay. How's your wife? She's good. She's uh doing Christmas orders right now for her uh uh Etsy thing. Okay, does she get a kitten too? We have cats. Oh lord. They they full growns. (laughs) 
Yeah, and, one and of ferrets. And ferrets. And ferrets. Yep. Yeah. And, and a Jed. Yeah. <laughs> She's got her we hands full. We're not really big into cats over here. My grandma personally doesn't eat at anyone's house if they have a cat. Oh, for real? Is it like yeah. superstition or she just doesn't like them? That's like mad discriminatory. I'm not because, like, because cats like crawl on the counters and stuff. And like we feel like there's cat hair in the food. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say actually there is a chance of that. <laughs> Our house is covered in cat hair. Dude. It's everywhere. Like it's just a, like I, it bothers me so much, but it's a fact of life now. Like it's unavoidable. I'm not a super cat person. My wife and I have had one cat before, like when we were pre-married and living in sin together. Oh, um, <laughs> and the cat, and that was that cat was cool. Um, but we don't let the cat get on the counters. Uh, my the dog hell? is also not allowed oh, to the best of our ability okay i was about to say what do you mean you i mean don't we trained the cat, cat we trained to... the cat so the cat knows that it would get sprayed if like we're around and they get on the counters gotcha. right but like my my dog's not allowed on the couch or in my bed or any of that stuff i'm kind of weird i don't like that either i yeah, get no, it no no i i wouldn't want yeah i don't want i wouldn't want your big ass dog in the bed either I, well, you know what's funny is like uh, since I got like this go around in sobriety, I've turned into the biggest freaking hypochondriac and like germaphobe. It's weird. What do you think that's that? That is weird because you put some dirty, nasty shit stuff like, in my body inside of your body. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Maybe it's like a. I don't know what it's about really, but it it's real. <laughs> like like my throat is is scratchy right now because I was around my boss today and he was like man i think i'm coming down with something and like within an hour i was like oh shit i think i'm getting it like my throat's kind of kind of sore to come to think of it dude oh my gosh um yeah donna help us help me i'm a wreck i can't help you i'm just gonna you're doing really good by yourself (laughs) he's okay yeah I'm i'm good so donna thank you for coming on you're welcome i'm happy that i can do this for you yeah y'all like honestly i miss y'all we had fun we just all talk so much that's the problem yes we we do all talk a lot we talk a lot and we switch subjects really easily very liquid when all four when all four of us are together it's kind of a problem i i must say yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little much. I mean, it's fun. Like, it would be great if we we're like in a living room, but like for a podcast, I think it's still fun. But maybe not. I don't know. I think it's fun. Uh, it's definitely fun. I don't know how fun. It would... Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Appreciate you coming no, on. No, let's <laughs> let's debate whether or not it's fun for the next two and a half hours. Please. Uh... So, um, I don't really know how to segue into our topic very smoothly here. Pornography and sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Well, not really sex. We're talking about porn. That's right. I have a funny story to kind of like start this off. Yeah, please. So, I've been in like counseling for like four years or so. Different like celebrity recovery I'm in. Um, I've done counseling. So, I was at my counselor's house. And um, she had her son on speakerphone, and they have this program where 
you know, people share their stories. And one of the women were, was selling, sharing her story about being kind of like addicted to porn and all that. And her son was in speakerphone. I was sitting across from her. You know, she knows everything about me. And he was like, women are addicted to porn? And she was like, yeah, yeah, women deal with things with pornography. And he's like, what? Uh. And she was like, yeah, her son is like a grown man. Like this man has <laughs> kids that are like 10. Like he's grown. And he just was so shocked by it. And I, I wonder, are men, are y'all shocked by that? I wouldn't say not shocked. shocked. Uh, but the, it's not it's not nearly as common no the, at least to talk about it between the sexes for sure i'll say that for sure like in our in i can say in our circle uh the common thread is the girlfriends getting mad at the boyfriends for watching porn like that's the like i want to say the running joke or whatever but it's kind of like oh you like i wish you would stop watching porn. i mean it's serious but but it's that <laughs> It hasn't been the reverse, I'll tell you that much. Like the boyfriend, you haven't had like a woman come to the group and be like, "No, I'm a cool girl." No. Uh... Right. Right. No, I, I mean, I've heard, I've heard plenty of women talk about watching pornography, but I've never heard any women firsthand say like, "I have a problem with pornography." Yeah. Like it's 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 having negative effects on my life, like that well, sort of. Porn is so it's so weird to talk about because like it is accepted. A lot, you know, like porn. Porn oh, is one of those sure. like you talk about. Porn. Okay. Wait, did you? What did you just oh, do? Oh, I didn't mute that, did it? No, no not at all. <laughs> what did you just do? Uh, she Can said yes. So. <laughs> did you just ask your wife? Yeah. So my wife struggled with porn. That's I was gonna say my. That's the one female I knew. That's what if she said no and I didn't mute it? That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but yes, yes, she uh, she was probably one of the not one of the maybe one of the the first girls that I talked to that like she started watching it. Man, I think she was like eight or nine, ten, something like that. Yeah, I was and probably, I was like, that's younger than me. I think the probably the first like pornography i saw was probably like five wow well what was it um i think like i think it wasn't porn i think it was just like it started out with like um like sex scenes like in movies okay um and then finding like pornography like at my parents house and then like with the internet and then like your friends and you all have the internet and then it just then the that's it after you hit the internet you've hit yeah it's over that's it well how old are you i am 31 okay yeah so we're all the same age so like i'm 30 i turn 31 soon in like a month oh me too when's your birthday december 29th mom the 16th what's up wait you're december 16th yeah you don't know my birthday is your birthday come on dog i I was it was rhetorical uh Uh, By the way, Donna, speaking of birthdays, this is our 50th episode. So you're on the 50th yeah! episode. Wait, you guys, we record our one year anniversary one tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it'll be like our 52nd or something, 53rd. Dude, that's awesome. That's Go us. I think you guys have more listeners than us, though. We still haven't figured that out, but that's okay. We're not going to stop. Hey. <laughs> Con- conger- congregation, stop. y'all need to go listen to Method Theology. Um, but back to pornography. So anyway, yeah, so I was going to well, say, say, go ahead, Jed. 
because when I was growing up, this is how mine went. It was, well, I was so, uh, like, I was so, such a goody two-shoes. Um, like, I remember being at a friend's house, and Beavis and Butthead was on. I, I was, like, I don't know, six or something, and they were watching it, and I, like, ran upstairs to his room and, like, wouldn't watch it with him and, like, was so upset that I was stuck in sin or whatever. I had this huge, like, trauma, I guess, really, or whatever. Um, and then I think it was, like, magazines, uh, J.C. Penny bra ads on Sundays. Uh, Victoria's Secret, the Victoria's Secret, Secret insert, inserts on Sundays. The Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Mm-hmm. And then, we, and then like, when computers and printers came out, that then it was just, like, Pamela Anderson and like a slow progression and we had the the computer in the family room so like you know (laughs) that's that's awkward very awkward I didn't mention one other access to porn was that one HBO channel we had in my grandparents back room that didn't come in all the way Uh, but it was like so you just you saw like sometimes you'd see something but you knew it was porn Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to watch like that. I think for a couple of years, that's how we watched sport was yeah. through the Super Bowl channel in the back room. Did you oh, have like sure. a partner in crime? I did. I did a partner in crime. But so here's like what's kind of unique to mine. I would say that like. Oh, yeah. Go back to your uh, your porn story, your progression. Story. So like I feel like a lot of factors like kind of played into it. Like I also like just was kind of. Like, like, have you ever heard of child on child molestation? Uh, I, I have not. No. Okay. Well, it's basically like when you sexually experiment with other kids as a oh, kid. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. basically what it is. So like, kind of, it's like a mixture between like the exposure to porn, the exposure to like being like sexual with like other children, like all of that. Mm. I think really played a factor in like kind of what sexually like i just think all that has played a factor into like what i deal with today with trying to like figure things out and sort things out because like like that's a like sexual stuff especially when you're a kid you all you look at it as and anyone who's like dealt with like you it feels good that's all that's all you that's all you think is like it feels good and that's it and then as you get older or even as you're in it like you just you know it's not like what you're supposed to be doing but you don't really understand but then there's like this curiosity but yeah man no it that's funny. It's complicated that's why honestly and I haven't talked about it on our show just because well one because my brother listens and <laughs> he uh-huh. not enjoy hearing <laughs> Yeah, like a couple of my friends listen, so they probably it's not something that I talk about a lot because I think I think it's so accepted, like porn. So I mean, like for I think me that's to why say, it needs to get talked about. But it's a, but everyone I, I guess it's like I don't know how we would have that conversation if everyone's just like, Oh like everyone like brags about watching it or like, Oh, I saw this and da 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 or like it's just it's just one of those things that People either people are really hard like no, or they're really like yes, and then there's no like middle ground. No grace. Well, I don't even honestly with porn. I don't think there's a middle ground. I just I just kind of looked at how it's like deteriorated things. Like there's there's effects that porn has probably had on my life that I don't even realize yet. Oh, for sure. So yeah, so we we 
going kind of chronologically here. So tell us, so you had your experience, which I think is similar to most people's, honestly. I know it's very similar to my experience. Um, so when did porns, when was it become, I mean, was it always, did you see it as always a problem or like when did it start becoming, come to, to a head that you said, hey, I need to go to celebrate recovery for this or I need to, to fix this? So I think, I mean, I've never, it's still a little weird. I don't, I don't know if I can fully say like, oh, I'm addicted to porn. I don't, and mm-hmm. I don't, think that's out of not knowing what addiction looks like or right. like my counselor. Currently she's like, or ever. Like now, okay. Like now, just like in ju- like I've never like if anything realizing it was like an issue, like where it was really like I need to eliminate from my life was kind of like when I've been more dedicated to like so what does Christ want? Mm-hmm. What is what okay. is that's my standard. Like for me, that's my standard. And so as I'm like reaching for okay Christ, like okay Jesus, okay. What can I want to make my life better and I want to do things to glorify you? What is your way? What is what is best for me? And I don't believe from what I've read in the word and just like I don't believe that's his best. And even just looking at my own life and looking at the effects of it, like it is not his best. That that's no. what I believe from what I've read. So and because of that, when I start so when I start taking count habits like there's certain things that i go to for comfort it's mm-hmm. porn, uh porn masturbation food and men those are like those are like my four things and i knew when i yeah. went to counseling those are probably the things that i would have to deal with so only just recently have i been discussing am i addicted is this an addiction not because i didn't realize i needed to change it but because like just acknowledging like this is why this is so hard to get rid of maybe because the fact that I've been connected to porn since I was like five years old, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, but my counselor, she's so funny. I was like, so I was like, so do you think I'm addicted? And she's like, what do you think? Uh, And I was like, (laughs) tell me. And then she read the definition and I was like, I don't know. She's like, okay. But (laughs) yeah, that's one. Yeah. That's that's interesting. That's one of the methods we just learned where you basically, you just never, you basically, every answer you give is you ask them a question. Like you never answer it. You're just like, she's uh, funny. I'll send her a message and just, and I'll be like every, and I'm, I'm, my counselor is also like one of just like, she's like a second mom to me. So I'll text her and be like, Hey, am I addicted to porn? She'd be like, I think we should have this conversation in person. I was Uh, like, okay. I was like, but you can just tell me over text. Like, I just <laughs> like, no, so, I don't. Think so, so did it because like in effect porn is having, because they say that the generation coming up is having the least amount of sex of any generation in the past X amount of years. Uh, so like, did it, did it translate to sex for you or was it like satisfying enough that you just didn't even need sex? So, one okay so you're gonna learn even more about me so i'm actually a virgin i don't know if you guys know that we talk about it on our podcast but both me and holly are and um but i have done things sexually outside of that and i think that the effect porn has had is probably just like mis miscuing what's the word miscuing miscuing whatever you know M- wobbling skewing is that the word? Like, uh, I think it's called. Kind of, I think it's mesquiting. Or I think well, what I've I think noticed is like, 
anyway. Mosquito? I don't know. It was mosquito barbecue. Oh, barbecue. Yeah. I'm trying to tell my life story here, and you're like making barbecue. <laughs> Shut <laughs> like really deep conversation, and you're like, like barbecue. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. I'm glad you're that's, like. Hey, that's my coping mechanisms. When I'm backed into a corner, I make jokes. Anyway, thanks. mine is I watch pornography. So, yeah, so apples <laughs> and you know banana <laughs> banana. So, so I, think, I think in intimate situations, I I feel like I just don't because I've never I, I I think it's warped. Like I think what I think it's gonna be like is not what I think. I also think that the guys I've interacted with. They're kind of like what they want to do or how they want to do it is like not based off of like real intimacy. It's based off of there's just a lot like there's porn, but there's also this like got to get mine culture that we have. Yeah. So cooking mm-hmm. up, it's always about like got to get mine, you know, and because we use each other because we're just taking from each other. We yeah, take from sexually. It's mutual masturbation. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. I don't. Uh, anyway, the point is. in theory in theory theory, that's what it's supposed to be but yeah it is it's just like everyone's just trying to like get theirs um and that's kind of why i'm like i don't really know the long effects that it's gonna have on me Mm. yes because i haven't had because i haven't had a sexual partner like that you know when i get married then i'll see kind of like the effect of it but I definitely think just from talking to my counselor, probably one of the things she said once is like, you guys don't know intimacy. Yeah. That's a, mm. like your, your, your sex without intimacy. Interesting. Like, you guys don't know how to do that. You know how to have sex. You see when you say you guys, you mean like men in general? You no, know, like our generation. Our generation. Gotcha. Come on, son. Who do you think you're talking to, Donna? I was about to say, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Intimacy. I don't know. Intimacy. Okay. Hey, babe. Do I know intimacy? I'm, I'm no. not, not going to ask that question. What if she so, like, yeah. I don't think uh, that answers that. I think it's kind of weird. I think it's not weird. I just think it's like for me because I haven't been really like I'm not out there like having sex. And because of it, like my sexual experiences with other people has been limited and not. And and so I but the thing is, is like my addiction to porn is like all about the comfort. Like it's familiar. It's like the Mm -hmm. way for me to like escape like feelings that I don't like, like things that. Yeah. That's 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 for me what it is. It isn't like it would be different. Yeah, it's it it's, different. it's a drug. Right. I think for anybody, I mean that release that we get, right? Uh, our brain chemicals. Um, it's a checkout for any for everybody. Yeah. So I mean, that's for me. That's what it's like tied to, and so it's like any anything. It's like why do I overeat? It's because I overeat because I want to escape pain. Like that's all these mm-hmm. things are just like porn. All this shit is just like symptoms to like a bigger problem. Like sure. I can't. What's the bigger problem? Yeah. Huh? The bigger so, problem. Oh, go ahead. No, yeah. So what's the bigger problem? The bigger problem is my inability to digest my emotions. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, living life. We talk about this all the time in twelve step program. Is living life on life's terms is incredibly difficult, right? And there's scary stuff, and it hurts, and it's uncomfortable. Um. Well, so so is, we use stuff like porn or whatever. Go ahead, is, Jen. Is this something 
that you've like completely been absent from now? No. Okay. No, it's less, it's kind of like, I would say it's like an addiction. Like I'll go, I'll have like a period where like, I'm not depending on that. And then something will happen. And it's like a binge of a sort, like a couple of days or a week or a couple of weeks. So is it always something, I was just going to say, is it always something happening or is it? It's normally, it's kind of, it, it norm, the worst is when, and I haven't had this for a while and I definitely, I'm definitely better than I, I am was last week, a month or whatever. Um, but I think the last time where I was kind of stuck in like the habit of doing it, like consistently, it was just feeling depressed about my life, just feeling like my life wasn't Mm. going anywhere. So like, what's the point? And like being in that like state of like self hatred, then it's like, I'll binge eat. I'll, those are like my things. Like I'll binge eat. I'll, I'll pour in masturbation. Like those are things I like try to escape it with. And then I'm in, I'm in a space where I'm like, why not? Because I've already done it, you know, the I'll just fu- keep the doing it. Yeah. yeah. They'll be like, the fuck it's like, I don't, yeah, no. That's, yeah, because I know for me, it's it's usually visual or like uh, scrolling through Instagram or even, you know, the internet phone can be a, it really can be a dangerous little thing where like, you know, otherwise, it, for me, it's like, it's usually visually triggered, um, and then once the whatever voice inside of me is like, hey, let's go do that real quick. It is incredibly difficult for me to not. Oh, my like, gosh. Yeah. It'll yes. just keep like whatever else I was doing that day is going to be like, OK, yeah. But first, da, 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 and, it, and I'm like, no, then that's that's probably I guess that's, you know, the million dollar trick or whatever. That's the weird. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, I'll have it'll like there'll be something that, and because mine is all emotional, something will happen, and then I'm triggered, and I'm like, well, I want to masturbate, I want to watch porn, and then I'll go, no, let's not do it, and then like, it doesn't matter if once that's, and I yeah. haven't got to the point yet where mm-hmm. I've been able to get past that thought, but once that thought is there to do that, and that's what I need to do, I don't care if I put it off for two days, three days, but eventually I'm gonna do it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's how it's been. The yeah, for sure. Recently, well, and it's funny, like, uh, this This is why it's so difficult. Like, I know the solution, and, like, recently I was successfully able where I just, like, shotgun prayed. I was like, really, you got to take this from me, like, right now. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But, and it worked then. But it's so, but usually the battle will be, like, you know you could, like, pray to get over this. And then it's like, but I really, like, but I don't want to. But, and then right. I go ahead and just like pre-ask for forgiveness. Like that's the, <laughs> that's the fucking worst. Where it's like, and look, it sucks. There's, like there's nothing. And then I, I feel like shit about it. Yeah, like shit, complete shit about it. I um I went. There was a period of like eighteen months where I would say that I like quote unquote relapsed like three, two, three or four times in that 18, 18 months, and I was shocked yeah. with my shocked with myself that that was like happening that it was a, an almost non-issue and then um and then that kind of for whatever reason just went out the window and i it you know that thought became more and more frequent and and i don't i mean there's no answer for it right but i just i can't and then and then do i want to stop and then all of that stuff it's oh yeah it's, it's a it's a bitch and it's and it's never 
it's it's classic addiction because it's it's uh it's something in your head and in reality it's something completely different it's never satisfying well this is for me it's never satisfying it never solves anything it always makes the problem worse and it's just super aggravating that like i i never feel more like a monkey like a base lizard like just like out of control yes stupid ass human then when i just can't like why can't you know it's why can't i not do this why can't i I will say i will say there are times when it is satisfying it and it's because i've gotten to the point where like i just don't care like at that moment at that time you don't have any and i and i have um i i don't know if i'm just like I do it and then I move on to the next thing quickly enough that I don't that I don't think about it or I shove it down or whatever. But there are times when I don't feel like I have any guilt. When it's just, you know, move on to the next thing. You know, okay, I'm gonna just I'm gonna say the statement. I think guilt is over I'm gonna say this. I think guilt is over I can't remember the word though. Overrated. This is why I think guilt is overrated. Because I had a conversation with a friend once about something. She's like, but it feels so natural. I was like, there's a lot of shit I do that feels natural that I know God is not like, that's what you should do. Like, sure. so I I think living, I think a problem sometimes as humans, we go by like emotional feelings. Like I feel guilt. I feel shame. First of all, shame is not of Christ. Okay. Yeah. God mm-hmm. doesn't want you to feel guilt. He convicts you. Like th- that's the thing. So like, it's even if I don't feel guilt afterwards like there's a lot of times i don't feel good afterwards i don't feel shame i don't and it's but i recognize i'm convicted by the fact that i know this is not his best for me you know and and here's another thing it would be different it would be different if i i would say for me it'd be different if i was just like oh i'm gonna masturbate because i'm just like horny or i'm turned on and all this but i know i know myself and i know the root of it isn't that Mm. The root of it isn't just being turned on. For me, the root of it mm. isn't just being turned on. The root of it is like looking for escape. The root of it is like looking for something else to give me pleasure that I feel that I can't get in just everyday life. You know, and and, yeah. and time you're going to something outside of Christ to fill you. That's to me. That's when it's like that's a problem. If you're doing something yeah. because you're looking for escape from dealing with feelings that you should be bringing to Christ, that's a problem. But we also one of the things I think feeling less guilt or, or shame and all that for me, um, and that's a process too, is just like realizing like the freedom that I have and the salvation that I have. Like Christ doesn't want me to walk around in guilt and shame, but he and he's giving me that freedom. I'm already forgiven. I ask for forgiveness because it's a way of recognizing that I recognize that what I'm doing is not his best for me and I'm lining up back to him. He's already forgiven me. I don't need to ask for it, honestly. But yeah, I think sometimes I get so caught up in like a feeling and all of this when I was like, it's not about a feeling. It's about a conviction, a conviction of wanting to live your life for God, wanting to mm. live your life because of, you know, that here on earth, yes, I am saved. Yes, I am going to heaven. But I know the life that he has for me as my father, he's put these things out here to protect me, to grow me and to give me a life that is abundant, a life that's awesome. I don't want to live on hell on earth while I'm here, you know? True that. Sure. For sure. What, and that's why I can't, I can't imagine. And I'm, 
I guess we will all see what the long-term stuff is, but I can't imagine if I had access to the internet when I was five or six or seven or eight or like that level. Like this internet. Like this, this internet. internet. The current internet. Yeah. Like por- all yeah, the porn yeah, hubs, yeah. porns. Like, I, I don't even like, how do you combat that? Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh shit! Well, well yeah, she just I'm just that okay. JC bombing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, but like, you're like. Uh... Here's the thing: we also have to have like, you have to have like grace for yourself. Like, we don't like. I, my counselor was like, "Look, she's like, you've been looking at porn. You've been doing this since you were five years old. That's a long time. You're not gonna be able to change this in one year or like the next day." And she's just like, you just need to show yourself grace. Like, you know, That's you the understand these things. You see it happen. If it happens, it happens. Okay. Just pick yourself up and keep on going. And so, like, with this generation, they're overly exposed to porn and stuff. But, you know, you can't you can't prevent that. I don't know. I just, for my life, because I don't want to look at it like, man, I've been, like, exposed to porn forever. Like, what's it going to be like when I get married and with intimacy and maybe there will be some things, but I'm just standing on the fact that I believe that Christ is a redeemer. You know what I mean? And yeah, even yeah. though, and even though it may be a struggle, it doesn't mean that he can't restore things sexually for me with my husband. You know what I mean? Because there's also things that happen to us that are outside of our own things, like molestation, things of that nature. God will restore you in that. So I, I I'm just, I don't know what it's going to be like for that generation, but I don't think my thing, I don't, for me, it's never been a deal of like, don't look at porn. Even, yeah, I can tell you that, but I was having a conversation with my niece and she's 14 and I don't know what the fuck's going on with 14 year olds. And I, <laughs> I was like, trying to have, like, I felt myself like trying to be cool. Um, there's this scene yeah. I think it's in um, 30 rock where like Steve Shimmy walking down like a high school. Hello hallway, fellow like, kids. Yeah. How do you do? What dance is he doing and stuff? Right. I was talking to her and I was like, you know what? I was like, the best advice I can give you is seek out, seek out Jesus. Because once you have your eyes on him, everything else falls into place. Like even Mm -hmm. when it comes to my virginity, when my virginity was just all about just not having sex, I still would hook up with people, you know? But then when I, Uh, for myself, realized like, oh, well, I'm doing this because, like, I want to – my body is not my body. My It's it's my temple for Christ. I want to worship him through it. That's when, like, it became a conviction for me of why I was actually doing it. A lot of times we teach kids, like, don't have sex till marriage, but we don't teach these kids Jesus. We don't teach them the relationship with Christ. And when you have that relationship with Jesus Christ, that will bring you through everything. Yeah. So, yeah, so to me it's not about – focusing on like shutting down the porn yes we can do those things you know but it's like it's this bigger thing which is christ and when you place when you place christ in people's heart he'll handle it all he he, like that's the one thing if you have that if you have jesus he can take you through everything so i have to say i agree (laughs) 100 um, but I will say too, we've been seeing, which is interesting to me, a lot of uh, secular folks coming out and talking about how detrimental pornography can be relationally, yeah. sexually, like yeah. long term, and I, and you know, like my relationship with God aside, 
Um, I, I've seen direct consequences in my marriage and in our sex life from pornography, right? Like when I'm doing awesome, it's awesome. When I'm not, it's the, you know, I can see problems and, and I took, and I brought that into my marriage with me. Right. And, and, and it, and it had, and it has consequences. So, um, you know, I think, I think it's interesting that we are starting to see that, uh, you know, yeah, and, and then on the on the flip side, what's interesting is like Jesus is the answer, and yet I would say the largest problem in like evangelical America right now is probably with is probably porn use. Yeah, well, a lot of churches are talking about it more. I've noticed. Yeah, like I like I've had like pastors, at my like a pastor at my church, like they they're now talking like people are talking out about the effect of porn. <laughs> Like, has your pastor, like, admitted to watching it? Yeah. Awesome. Good. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean by that. Like, he literally... (laughs) Sweet, dude. I'm so glad. (laughs) Yeah, like, this guy has literally, like, talked about it a couple of times, you know? Oh, that's see, that's what we need. That's what we need. Yeah. And I I would say more, more people like you, because you are, I would say, what... They can't see that face, Miss Sassy McSassy <laughs> Pants. Like I just like I just think about like my brother looking me in the eyes and being like, I'm so shameful of you. Like I Is <laughs> <laughs> he gonna pull a Game of Thrones? Shame. 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 I don't care anymore. <laughs> I, I you know, there was a there you know, there was, you know, whatever. Yeah. Jed's, well, Jed's shame Jed's shame left like three overdoses ago. He's for real, yeah. dude. <laughs> I've been caught. My mom my mom caught me. I've been caught with porn. Oh, God, I would shoot myself. Fucking, I was 14. Oh. It was awful. And let me tell you, the image that they found, it was awful. So- <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was like not the moment I wanted in my life. But like, I, yeah, it was well, awful. And how did she handle it? Because I can tell you, not well. She, my, I have a terrible, my stepdad isn't really a good person so it was like the effect of like it was like the mixture of my stepdad who isn't a good person and doesn't probably know how to raise kids uh with my mom who was just heartbroken so it it wasn't a really good moment in my life but it didn't stop me that's the thing it didn't stop me oh no it was it was it was bad but it didn't it didn't stop me and and i think she i think later when i was older like she caught it again and i just and she was like, how can I, like, help you, like, stop this? And I was like, you can't. I was like, I'm an adult. And, you know, the best thing you can do is leave me alone. Ooh, Which is probably true. It is probably true. It was, I wonder... I mean, honestly, it was the best. Like, she was like, if I, if I, she's like, if I told you, you can look at whatever porn you want. Will that make it better? I was like, no, no. I'm. If you told me not, it's not, it's not not having, like having it. Like, yeah. it's just, it's something I had to deal with. Well, yeah. and, and by what I said, but with more people like you is just of the female persuasion. Like, cause there, there's this one awesome, uh, person I know. Um, it's I me. Like, He's talking about me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I quickly realized I need to keep it as anonymous as possible, but, um, they are like you, and, and they seem to be one in uh, 
like no one else is really speaking up, but they're bluntly honest about their struggles, and I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, see, when I got my mom took the uh, um, hi mom, by the way, uh, <laughs> she took the approach of like there was no punishment, but it was like, hey, these are people's daughters and mothers and you know and i was like well now thanks you know great because yeah like i'm still gonna do it now i'm just gonna feel awful like i don't know that like there's a good way to have that conversation because my my dad caught it and it was like this was um like dial up internet right so yeah (laughs) so he like clicked over to the next tab real quick and he just like it it takes like 17 minutes yeah (laughs) yeah um and he said that something about like you know it's natural to experiment but porn is wrong and i don't remember it he never my dad never told me why anything um for sure but he just told me it was bad and i shouldn't do it And, and i got guilt and shame from that and but he told me like it's you know it's natural to experiment before so i you know being vulnerable and bring, being like a preteen or teen and having your parents catch you with porn i think is just going to feel real shitty yes. like oh, no matter it's, what it's it was it was a terrible night it was a terrible <laughs> night sure. it was a terrible night and like it was also another friend of mine got caught with it and my stepdad was like threatening to call her parents and tell her parents uh. so my stepdad, uh, very unique, not really good. Um, <laughs> shout out to stepdad. Yeah. Shout, shout <laughs> I'm working on that forgiveness. It's going well, actually, internally. Um, but <laughs> on the inside. I mean, honestly, and I can't, and I'll just speak like I don't. You guys are different, so you guys, guys, I think guys look at porn a lot differently than women. But like, I look at porn and like some stuff like i i know people who have been in porns like i i lived in la and so like like i have a terrible so i had a guy i went to school with who's amazing he's so sweet and he does porn and he but, but he had been a part of like the sex industry for a long time and for him it was like hustling to make money that's what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i know him and i know the effects that like, I remember I was, this is when I was really virginal. Like, I hadn't done anything yet, but I always wanted to just make out with people. And I was like, let's make <laughs> out. And he's like, you don't want to make out with me because if you make out with me, I'm going to try to have sex with you and I'm never going to talk to you again. Well, that's blunt. That and was, was this guy you're talking about? Yeah. And like, I'd never Whoa. seen him just like flip a switch. And he was just like, and I could just tell like it's diff like it's different yeah. for him. Like sex, like it it changed things for him. And then another person that I know, I was watching I was watching porn and I looked at this girl and I was like, Oh man, I really I recognize that tattoo. And then I realized it was a friend of mine from college. Wow. And so mm. it's just like I just know how it's like destroyed like like I've oh, yeah. And and you we know the industry is awful. Like the industry is awful. Yeah. To and so I can't watch like I certain shit I can't. I, I'll watch like homemade shit, but I won't watch. I can't watch. I just can't. And even though I won't watch that stuff, and I watch the stuff that's quote unquote like probably more healthy, it's still detrimental. Yeah. Like it's detrimental to me. You yeah, know? for sure. You know, what, little funny anecdote. We actually at my house church um, sat around for about forty five minutes 
debating whether or not there was such thing as what we called free range porn that was completely guilt free. We couldn't find we no well, decided on no. no. <laughs> we decided here's on the no. thing. Even if like a couple decides to have sex and they make a video, in mm-hmm. the end, do you think that's what God wants you to do? No. Make a video having that's, sex with no, my no, no, wife? No, 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 or make, posting it on the internet. No, no, no. I'm talking about you watching it. Oh, me watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. That's what I mean. Not. Like, no. Definitely not. I think adults can can make a video that they weren't they're not like high off their brain. They made it. Yes. You're right. But it's like do you do you believe that's what God wants? And then also it's like what I think about God, I think about God as like a parent who like knows if I run on the street and I and I might get hit by a car. But, or if I like sniff chemicals, like it could eventually like kill me. Like, I don't want to be sniffing on some chemicals and just because I don't know I'm dying. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe we don't see the effect of it, but it's like, it's enough for me that like my father says that it's not okay. And it's enough for me to know that he knows more than me. So why would I even play with that if he has my best interest at heart? Man, it is so not enough for me. Well, and I was gonna say, so then why still? So. Why still? With it. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I still. No, I was about to say, why don't you get yeah, the yeah, hell yeah. off of your high horse, Donna? <laughs> <laughs> Some of us down in the muck and mire. I'm not on no high horse. I'm on a. I'm, I'm on kidding. another level, man. Like, let me tell oh. you. I'm telling you, no, no. I'm on another level. Like, I refuse to be like, like basically, I refuse to walk in this shame and this guilt mm-hmm. that we put on each other. For no, what? you're right on that. Jesus That's for sure. This is complex. Yes, I still struggle with this stuff. And yes, I realize the truth. But I also realize, like, God is, like, grace. Like, he gives me grace. And this is an issue that he's that's not porn. It's not just porn, man. Like, it's other shit. It's I, like, you know. My whole thing, I would, and I was just about to say, like, um, I've had conversations with guys in AA that often that that struggle with this that aren't Christian, and oh, yeah. that's and that see, and and that don't want to watch porn anymore, but continue fi- to find themselves watching porn. And we just talk about, um, especially married men, just how fucking selfish it is. Yeah, uh, like over the top, and and um, and how detrimental it can be in your relationship. Like you don't see your partner the same way no right? you just don't you don't you can't you can't even so. to the point even to the point of like like the like fitness porn and like you know what i'm talking about like like you know what i'm talking about pizza like not, man <laughs> no, like, like not actual porn but like the the no, recent no, no, for show. huh are you talking about for show is that what you mean no i'm talking about like uh like just like uh, fitness models on Instagram and stuff. That is like, it's, like it's, it's, like it's fucking, hashtag? it's porn basically, but it's like super accepted and just like, oh, it's just like, or whatever. It's, you well, know. you're selling, like you're selling oiled, sex. Oiled, yeah, selling wi- sex. oiled women and Well, I'm talking about thongs? the men. The men. You know what I'm saying? Did you see Jason Moma in Justice League? My lord. Do I need wait, to shut down talking? my Instagram? Is that what you're telling me right now? Wait, yeah. wait, pause. Are you talking about fitness models or are you talking about Instagram models? There's a difference. Instagram models is what he's talking about. Well, the fitness okay. models on Instagram. Instagram models. No, Instagram. Models. Instagram models. 
Instagram models. Instagram models. He's talking anyway. about he's talking about that booty. That's yeah, sure. Anyway, you know, fuck both of you. I hate when I say something and it goes nowhere. So I'm gonna switch gears. This was was, was what I was. No, no, no. Hold on. Uh, I <laughs> I've recently thought that yeah, going back to the shame and guilt thing. I've recently been thinking that really the biggest problem with it in my life is that it is giving satan a serious foothold that he knows to be like oh you piece of shit da 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 and it's like yeah. and i so i just counter that with the no like yes that it is not from god and yeah. that yeah that anything yeah. that makes you feel like shit is not from god period so dieting is definitely not from god <laughs> Maybe it's not dieting. Maybe it's the way that you think about dieting that's not from God. Uh, oh, you, you got counsel huh? me, Donna. <laughs> tell I've been in counseling for five Donna, years. I, uh, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a counselor now, by the way. Oh. Counselor in training. I work at a place. <laughs> so, you know, I'm basically. Uh, Speaking of sex, can you tell this? Are you allowed to tell the story that you texted me the other day? With the one that the kids said, yeah, about I was like, oh "What did you just say?" Like, and like that was you know one of many, and like that was that is the vernacular, and I was just nah. like, "Oh, that is, is that- a- my favorite." My favorite was the one that you texted me like yesterday. He was like, "I'm gonna fuck. I'm nasty." Oh yeah, he's like, "I've had chlamydia, I've had chlamydia three times," and I was like, oh, "Okay, that's good, right?" Jeez, dude. Tales from the crypt, dog. Oh my god. Oh yikes. Things like that, net on the face. Where'd that come from? That's not out of like. That's exactly. That's not out of experience. Yeah. That's, that's not from the Song of Solomon. I'll tell you that. <laughs> your your breasts are are like sheep's. Oh, you want to hear a funny story? You want to hear a funny story? And it's yeah, it's you okay. One tonight, so let's do it. This one was it was kind of it was kind of messed That's up, I guess. Oh. Um. <laughs> so we were in a uh, high school and youth group, and there was this kid who like had a crush on one of the girls, and like he was kind of influenceable. So we convinced him to write a Song of Solomon inspired. <laughs> love letter to her like like straight up like like your hair is like the the fawns and the sheep and i want to like go to your field and you know the whole fucking deal oh shit the whole deal and we convinced him it was like a legit like real good idea gave him notes and uh like probably one of the most embarrassing moments in his life like but it was fucking <laughs> like she was like what is this <laughs> so kevin if you're listening, Kevin. you're my boy. <laughs> Listen, Kevin, I'll marry you. That sounds sweet. Kevin, there you go. Hey. Kevin, I'll, I'll, rock, I'll rock your world once we get married, Kevin. There you oh, go. shit. Yeah. I'll give you, I don't know what I'll give you. It won't be chlamydia. There. So. <laughs> <laughs> three times. Oh, yeah. my God. Wait, um, so I'm, I have a story like that. When I was in high school, I convinced my friend really liked this guy. And they're both married now. And she played guitar and she sang. And I go, this is what you have to do. You have to write him a song and sing him a song. And she's like, I don't know. Like, I won't see him. I was like, I'll record it on my camcorder and I'll go show him for you. 
So she wrote this song and she's singing it for him. And I go to his house and I show it to him. And after it was over, I looked at him like, this was when he was going to tell me he was in love with her too. And that did not happen. It was just Ooh. silent. He was like, what is this? And I, was, uh, I was like, um, she like wrote this for, for you. And he was like, oh. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when I went back to my friend and I had to tell her the results. I was tell like, me you softened the blow. Oh, yeah. I was just like, I was like, you know, I don't, I actually don't remember my response. <laughs> His but VCR was broken, so... <laughs> I, I wonder if I lied... Now that I think about it, I wonder if I lied to her and I told her I never showed him. Like, that, I just... That's I, the Christian thing to do. Please. Would... Okay. We're all a work in progress. I was 17. No, I'm dead serious. Like... <laughs> you like lie. Rahab of old. You lie in that you situation. Straight okay? <laughs> straight up. I think up. I might have just told her, like, he liked it. Like, I was like, he enjoyed there it. There you go. And but... may, she, may she go to her grave thinking that he liked it. Oh man, but it didn't work out. I was so I just knew, I just knew he would fall. Like I thought that's how things worked. I just knew he would see it and it would just be like love. And you it thought was life not, was uh uh she's all that. I did and I was wrong. Yeah. It's <laughs> Well, all right. Donna, thank you for coming on our 50th episode. Hey. And talking about pornographic pornography you guys i had a i had a, i i had like a dirty thought in my mind i held it in do you know what it was i would like I have you to, to tell everyone now. yes please it was, it was what you go donna thanks for coming on our 50th anniversary <laughs> wow. Wow. This, is, this is the effects of pornography everyone yep. don't yep. do happy it 50, happy 50th Happy 50th, everyone. Keeping conversation <laughs> without speaking that stuff quietly in your brain. actually speaking of porn would be really fucking funny is if porns are actually put to like the music of our favorite 90s sitcoms days <laughs> like go Seinfeld. by it's a bit yeah. of a home with the family that would be how you kill the porn crisis do you remember on uh, April Fool's when Pornhub was switched to Cornhub and it was nothing but videos of porn the entire no. day. And it was like, watch watch them get plowed. And it was literally like a combine machine plowing corn.
Can you imagine how many horny people were, were pissed. super pissed? How many addicts were like, what? This is not funny. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're like, oh, well, I guess I'm up for a challenge. Oh, God, what have I done? What have I done? Got all my things ready. Might as well. Oh, that's horrible. I I guess guess I'm into corn now. I don't know. That's my new thing. And he never looked at corn the same again. Yeah. I mean, cream corn, fresh off the cob. I mean, you know, (laughs) corn. Come on, man. You can't tell me that don't do something to you. Don't get me started on maize, dog. All right, so, so I wanted to start. I'm gonna start uh, with. I mean, I'm gonna ask y'all's blessing, but you know, it's it's happening anyway. So I want I want to do a uh, uh, today I learn segment where I pick good today I learns from Reddit and share it with the world. Please do. Sure. Today Double. we have huh? God. And I'm getting uh, AJ get off your butt and make uh uh segment music for it please <laughs> i texted i i was supposed to email you so i you know i'm lazy as well but uh yeah i want it to be like today i learn i don't know something oh, like play that. step by step over this okay day people we love See, there's going to be a large swath of people that have no idea what we're talking about. I know, I know. And I, I feel the Codemeister. Do you remember That's that like, kung fu movie or kickboxing movie he was in? Sir? Yeah. Or, or that looks like, but that was Brendan Fraser, right? No. Or was it some guy that looked oh. like him? Who, who was that? This, who was the step, bro? Uh, his name was person. Cody. He was nobody. He was, Cody. He was the one that lived in the, in the van in the driveway. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, Codemeister. Yeah. Cody. Yeah, Codemeister, bro. He was yeah. nothing else. No, he was Codemeister. I think he's like strung out on meth now or something. <laughs> well, sure. I, I didn't realize how how like basically set you are if you get on a show that gets syndicated. Like yeah. you're, you're good. You're good to go. Anyway. Except if you're on a show with Bill Cosby that gets syndicated, but we Ooh, digress. Ouch. Wouldn't pop. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, you'll put, put the roofie in the jello when you sing. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, come on, all right, all right, let's be adults here. I'm just, <laughs> I'm sick, man. I'm on Dayquil. Give me a break. So today I learned. Today we're gonna learn about the story of Hiro Onoda. All right, Hiro was an Imperial Japanese Army intelligence officer who fought in World War II. And did not surrender until 1974. (laughs) What? How is that? What? Onada spent 29 years holding out in the Philippines, believing that the war never ended. And every... So, dude, he spent 29 years thinking the war still went on. So, what happened was... Like, in the swamp, though, I'm sure. In in the mountains. He had people with him. Wow. So... He was trained as an intelligence officer in a commando class. When the uh, he was ordered to take the men to the hills and not come down until he heard from a superior officer. Mm-hmm. The people that told him that, I guess, like 
ended the war. And so they dropped like leaflets saying in the Japanese government dropped leaflets saying that like we surrender and they, it was him and two other people looked at him and were like, Nope, fake. And went back up into the woods for the next 29 (laughs) years, bro. They attacked, they got in gunfights with the locals, like multiple gunfights that killed locals. Cause they just thought that like they burned rice and conducted guerrilla warfare on, uh, um, the locals. One of them was killed by the local police. What a local like it just sounds. Forest. It just sounds oh, like a like a fucking nuisance to the villagers. Like yeah. fucking hero again. Really? Okay. Listen, my yeah. rice. God well, li- listen to listen to the dude that um. Fuck that rice. Listen to the dude that finally found him because he became like a legend. <laughs> so, fucking hero. <laughs> on on February twentieth, nineteen seventy four. Onoda met a Japanese man named Norio Suzuki who was traveling around the world looking for, quote, Lieutenant Onoda, a panda, and the abominable snowman in that order, end quote. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he's pretty much you. Okay, continue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Suzuki found him after four days of searching, and uh, they became friends. He still refused to surrender, saying that he was waiting for orders from a superior officer. So Suzuki went back to Japan, tracked down Onoda's commanding officer, who, oh my who was a bookseller at this point, flew him to <laughs> Onoda, and fucking told him, you can surrender now. <laughs> like, wow. You want to like, talk about stubborn. Yeah. He just like rolled through the village like my bad. He's he's like yeah. insanely. Sorry about that, Rice. What does that nice step of men's process look like, bro? <laughs> he's like he's like hugely popular in Japan now, like legendary, because I, I mean, guess that like they're super into um honor and stuff. Wait, the the guy hero or the guy that helped him? The guy realize? hero. Onoda was so popular following his return to Japan that they urged him to run for the diet diet. Japan's bicam- bicameral legislature. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He's got, he released a biography. Um, fascinating. He they offered him twenty nine years of back pay, which he refused. Good guy. What? And, and they said instead donate it to a shrine. Yeah. Huh. I so I that. guess the the nationalism is what's just yes what they like. Yeah. 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 Not it's, the fact he was wrong for twenty nine and like terrorized people. <laughs> Well, they like they excused no that because to the Philippines to this day. <laughs> yeah. No, it says he received a pardon from President Ferdinand Marcos. It says though he had killed people and engaged in shootouts with the police, the circumstances, namely that he believed he was still in World War II, were taken into consideration. I mean, I'm just gonna start telling people it's World War II. That right, I'm still in Nam, son. <laughs> I put into the column that I've said forever. I'm super excited to be old because I can just say and do whatever the fuck I want. Right, I, right. It's whatever. I'm 85. Right. right. It's whatever. I still think it's World War II. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine that shit though? Statue of me. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, can you can you really like living for almost 30 years as a guerrilla fighter for a war that? Like, think about everything that fucking happened in that time. And he's just like, man, them Yanks are coming anytime. <laughs> oh, they're going to bring reinforcements. Yeah, holy shit, man. That's, that's so bizarre. Yeah, yeah. maybe. At, maybe, what, maybe point he... you, at what point you're like, eh, 
Right. I, you know, let's just right. move on. Yeah, we'll like we're on. in the we're in the Philippines. You know, it's nice here. Let's just chill. But no, he's like, let's burn their rice. <laughs> like, what? The <laughs> what an asshole. I think Hero's a dick. Yeah, I think he is too. <laughs> bad guy Onoda burns rice field, <laughs> then donates money to the shrine. So that is uh, Jed's today I learned of the day. Today I learned. Boop, boop, step by step, day by day. Wish I know how to people like to play. People with rights on the list will make it better. Second time around. All right, I got to play that uh, now so people understand what we're saying. All right, later turkeys. Oh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah. Email us. Join our Patreon. Join our Patreon. Um, we have that's t-shirts. It, man. We have we t-shirts? t-shirts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I- I'm, I'm going to be doing an order again, Um, but I need sizes, people. So y'all need to like let me know on the Facebooks uh, or email if you want a t-shirt. 20 bucks. They're badass. Um, I also wanted to say, because I keep getting, we keep getting, um, I think people don't really know, but if you have someone, if you know someone in your life that has a problem, if you, if you need, have any questions about like the world of, of recovery addiction or whatever, feel free to email us. We'll give you our phone number. You can call us, you can text us. Uh, we're all available for that. So don't feel bad Mm -hmm. or feel weird. Like that's what we're here Mm for. (coughs) Um, and I've also been getting asked, what is the outro music? It is by my buddy Chris Brown. Um, not the Rihanna one. That shit is fire. It is. He's very skinny and very white. Unlike mm, He's that. the whitest person I know. Yes, it's true. That's saying something knowing Jed, not me. <laughs> yeah, that's very true, man. Whatever, man. They thought I was an Eskimo in jail. That's that's really the ethnicity yeah, you gotta, you that gotta landed go with that on in me. Jail, though. Yeah, like, yup. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, that's me. Because there's so many Eskimos in southern Louisiana. <laughs> like, what? Like, bro, it is so hot. What is the lot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bro, I'm melting, dude. Yeah. So, thanks for sticking around for us for 50 episodes. Give us 50 more. Well, later. Laters. See you on the flip flop. <laughs>